Blog Talk Radio. Well, a happy Wednesday morning to you. I am your heterosexual host, Mr. Nick Nunziata, and it is my distinct honor to be shouting at you through the internet and all sorts of other various sound waves that are flying around. Today is a very special day uh, because we are going to be discussing something that's, uh, I think, important to everybody here um, and also sort of retrospective um, in film history. And uh, I, think that, I think that's to carry some serious weight, and I think it takes a show of our caliber to share with you, to bring it to your attention, as they say. There's no one like us. And with that, I bring in a special caller. Hello. Hi. Hi, Nick. Did you, did you not answer quickly because you didn't think it was you that was the special caller? Exactly. I thought maybe you were taking a caller early. As Mr. Uh, Justin, uh, as Mr. Justin Wad. I appreciate it. Call me a uh, special caller. You're a very special caller. You're a Morvan caller. Steve Off is a special man. <laughs> well, that's a nice setup. That you you haven't you haven't revealed what the what the movie or the the movie we're going to be talking about is, but it's quite a setup. Expectations are high. They are. I don't think anybody's listening. To be honest. No, there's no way. Expectations, yeah. expectations are indeed high. I can't get the chat room to load. So. Yeah. As, as usual, we are classing the joint up with the impervious technical capabilities of one uh, blog talk radio, impervious to all damages. Are you, are you aware how great this show is? I mean, how well, great the tech uh, is? We, I, have, I, think, I think, I'm not sure that we have any listeners, but you archive, you archive the shows um, to collect dust on iTunes as well, right? I do, I do, and at the conclusion of this epic, uh, I will put the most recent two into the world. I will shove yeah. them into into Earth. Do you get any feedback for these yet? These the, the morning screws, um, the mid afternoon no. screws. No, no feedback. But you know, there's there's time for that. Things will change. What yeah. I will say is. Uh, I mean, granted, we have, we have a lot of things to discuss in the show. There's a lot going on in the movie business, and I don't want to treat this like the ghost story show where we pretty much focused on one masterpiece and did not really veer much from it. Because we're professionals, we stayed on point. Now, with this show, there needs to be a more schizophrenic nature. We need to discuss okay. some current events, some upcoming films, some films that have recently been released, some news that is shaking the industry, and then, of course... Um, the uh, a few feature films maybe that that are available pretty much at every video store and online for your disposal that people may have missed and not appreciate, including um, one of the better known and better loved of Christopher Walken's film career. And what movie in particular would you be referring to? I give you a hint. It's not the one 
where he isn't abducted by aliens. <laughs> You're talking about the 1989, I believe. Is it a 20-year-old movie now? Is it 1989? Something like that. Masterpiece. Whitley Stryber uh, penned book and screenplay. Communion. Communion, right. It's got the religious title. It kind of, you know, that kind of um, religious and and also communion, you know, like with aliens. That's, I never noticed that. There is oh, kind yeah. of two meanings there. Oh, yeah. There's lots of meanings there. And what the Stryver um, complained? I was well, the reading that. Okay, the difference in, in actual Catholic communion is that the host goes inside you. Yeah, that you eat you eat part of Jesus' body. Correct. Well, no, but in communion, the aliens go inside the host. That's fire in the sky. Now, Shit. what do you, what is that noise in the background? That's my kid. Sounds like Rocco. Yeah, he's he's a today's my day with the man. He's a happy champ. He's I love him. To be around. Yeah, he's I'm, so happy. I'm keeping close watching him because I don't want him to get taken away by aliens. By by aliens. Yeah, well, that's, that was Walken's problem in communion, which which we're starting to talk about, is that he um, found himself uh, dreaming of uh, you know I had to have a scary dream, right? And then he woke up and he heard that noise. He heard that it was the aliens, but no, he he had. He realized he realized that you know that's a weird dream, and then he realized his whole family had the dream as well. And he's like, "Well, this I think I think communion just happened last night," is what he thinks. Uh, and I, I love that I love that scene too. Like the next morning, they're at the at the breakfast table, and there's this awkward silence. And Walken kind of runs his fingers through his spiky hair and says, "I think communion happened last night." <laughs> now the thing about Walken has the ketchup. The reason, because they have ketchup with his eggs, or because he's a strange man. A lot of man, people but, eat ketchup um, and eggs. Walk-ins one. Yeah. But what what I think it's what I brought this movie up the other night when we were talking about it. There's a scene. There's the reason it's worth seeing. Is it's a little bit creepy. It's a, it's a weird film. It's not probably not a good film, but there's some creepy stuff in it. But the best part is that there's a sequence in it when Walk-ins starting to remember what happened. Um, there's a sequence when he's aboard like an alien ship. Or they listen to aliens around him, and he's dancing, and the aliens are dancing, and he's got the crazy walking face on, like he's kind of going crazy, but he's, you know, high on dancing, and that's I think that's probably the reason worth getting this movie at some point is just to see that scene. And I thought that was a very good usage of Christine, Katrina and the Waves' song too. <laughs> there, I mean, it is a ridiculous scene, but it is it is funny. It's, it's great. I mean, the aliens are bugging too. He's a little short alien. They're up very short, and that they're, but they're yeah. ugly as fuck. They're not. They're, they're not very ugly and creepy. Yeah, this no, is there's not knocking me. No, there's some creepy shots in that film. Um, but you know, walking. I guess I was reading the trivia and that Whitley Stryber, the guy that, that fabricated the whole thing and put it in book form, um, <laughs> he uh, he was upset that walking was portraying him too too crazily. Like, you know, he was like, "You're you, he's acting too weird." And Watkins, like, I guess he said, if the shoe fits, like, he basically said, Whitley Stryver, you are fucking weird. 
You know? well, here's the thing. He's like, that walk-in's a weird cat. Now let me write another six novels about being abducted by aliens. Yeah, and his claim was that he keeps being abducted, right? The aliens can't get enough of abducting Willie Stryber. Is that correct? Uh, they, they, there's something. They like his, uh, they like his parts. His now, what, are the alien, what do the aliens do to Whitley or Whitley slash Chris? That makes what 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 exactly? Because I don't remember communion all that well. Uh, it hits a little too close to home. Yeah. And I I don't remember is he penetrated, or do they just dance? Well, that's the thing is, you mean do they do they do alien experiments on him, or do they rape him like they they rape DB Sweeney and Fire in the Sky, or do they just do they take him up and then put him back down? Um, I imagine there's probably some experiments going on for with with Whitley. Um, you know, like, I don't think they ever got into the brutal rape scene like they did in Fire in the Sky. Right. Yeah. But they keep picking him back up. They keep picking, picking what they back up. There's something they like about him. What do you think it, it can't is? Be as, it, can't be as, it can't be as novels. That's what for sure. The hell do they, what do they taste that's so fucking delightful about Whitley Stryver? I don't know. Maybe they have, like, a laundry list of people who abduct, and they need, like, at the top of the list, uh, is a fucking hack. Maybe. <laughs> they need to abduct them first, you know. I wonder if Some they... guy that's named Whitley. Whitley. Yeah, Whitley. What Whitley. is that? Where's Whitley from? Have you, do you ever hear anybody else named Whitley? I mean, you know Whitney and Whit and Walter. What's Whitley? Where's that from? I think, uh... Did he, did he fabricate that as well? Do you, so what you're telling me is that you think there's a good chance that communion might be partially false. I think that there's a only... There's a only I mean, I'm not saying that aliens don't exist, but there is no way that they kidnapped Whitley Stryber. There's no way they abducted him. Yeah. That makes me... That hurts my feelings in some ways, because... I mean, this is the man who brought us Wolfen. Let's face it. If he ain't worth taking, who is? He wrote Wolfen? He wrote the fuck out of Wolfen. Previous to being investigated by space beings. So he wrote, he wrote Wolfen, which is sort of a hit. Like, at least it was a scene movie. And who was in that? Albert Finney and Gregory Hines? Yeah. And Gregory Hines' so head. And so they have that, and then with with the service, like I've had a a sort of a, a semi success. Now I'm abducted by aliens, and here's this is going to be it for me. I think it is. I think it, I think it is fiction. I think I think he's kind of at least the the publishers, according to some of the trivia I read, has kind of outed the fact that it's fiction. They kind of always have. That's just spin. That's just spin. Yeah. You believe it? You believe it 100 that he got abducted? Well, here's the thing. I mean, it's like, if you're going to abduct somebody, now let's, let, and, and maybe what, what we're really lacking here is a backstory. Because think about this. Fucking Wolven. Sensation. Huge sensation. We are yeah. beaming fucking TV signals, radio signals, Russia's signals, all into the, into the space cadet. And what if a broadcast of Wolven managed to sneak through 
the interstellar noise and land right in an alien's lunchbox. He's like, this is it. I'm going, I'm going to gather. And Gregory Hines would think that being probably hard to, hard to find uh, at the time, went to the next best thing and got Whitley. And Whitley, I mean, come on. Very plain-looking man. They're not going to get recognized in a bar, so nobody's going to really know he's missing. Yeah. Take him up. Dance with him for a while. Bring, 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 Harley, you're saying the alien leader probably was like, bring me the man the real wolf in. That's probably what he said, right? Bring me. got to be. And I don't, got, I, yeah, you're right. It's got to be that. He's like, Glasnor, Glasnor, bring me Wolfen Man. That's translated, but same idea. And then go dance with him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. See, that's, and, uh, another, that's another faulty bit of logic. Like, if um, we're, okay, there, there's, there are aliens that mutilate cows. There are aliens that probe your asshole. But there's aliens that dance with you, too? Mm-hmm. Those are cis aliens. Well, that's the thing. Is like I think what probably happened with that is what, Christopher Walken is known for that every one of his films. He tries to incorporate dancing at some point. That, that's his like, it's, like the deer hunter. Yeah, the deer well, hunter. Well, but seriously, though, that's kind of his like mo. I don't not the deer hunter, but he does do that. And actually, he probably does dance in the deer hunter. He probably does a little two step. I bet he does, but um, not maybe not in the in the in the um, Russian roulette scenes, but. You know, I think that's probably what happened there. That's probably one of Whitley's complaints. It's like, what is this? I do. I don't remember dancing in my fabricated abduction. I remember. I think that's yeah. That I can understand why he'd rail against that. Yeah, he's upset. But you know, that movie wasn't a hit either. I think. I think that movie was pretty ill received. Really? Um, but it's worth it's worth seeing for walking. I mean, he's great. I think he's pretty fantastic in it. Yeah. I disagree. I mean, it's, a piece, it's a piece of shit, but walking is, is good. I, I, I don't know why you disagree. I think he's pretty fun in it. And there's some scary stuff in it. There really is some scary stuff. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm scared of aliens, though. Maybe it's just me. I'm frightened of that happening. I was when I grew up. When I was growing up, I always thought maybe an alien would materialize in my room. And I, would, I couldn't go to sleep because I'd be like, what if they just, it just materialized right now? That would right. give me night. It would give me waking nightmares. It would give me micro naps. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, I, well, I mean, that's the thing. They are real. Um, and they're out there. And yeah, Stephen Hawking, Stephen Hawking recently said we shouldn't try to contact the aliens because they'd probably be mean. They'd probably try to come here and, and wreak havoc. And, they, and God knows, aliens, the one thing about them, they know how to fly around in the sky, but they don't know what the difference between your, your mouth and your pussy Mm-hmm. But you know, one thing is interesting is they is that Christopher Walken taught taught him how to dance in that scene. He showed him he showed him some earthly uh, movements. What would you do? Because you know Willie Stryber like has a whole series of books relating to his uh, his personal investigation. You know, can't that. stop writing them. Can't stop. Can't stop. Yep. Whenever he tries to do like you know he tried to do more Wolfen. Another Wolfen didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Then he tried to do one uh, about uh, a feral child called Orphan. 
didn't happen. So he goes back to the wells. He did a book called The Grays, which I actually read. Really good? Like, it was not good. It was, but it was, was like, big, it was a major publisher and it got a lot of attention. So it was like his big return to the genre that made him a liar. And uh, it was not good. It was, it, there was, it was all about the gray aliens' intelligence and their communication and their whole big network of, of uh, fanciful different alien things. And it was a fucking nightmare. And they have a sweet tooth for Whitley Stryver. That's their one fault, you know. It just I did like, like their use of the Nancy Sinatra song. I mean, they did that a good. And they get them. <laughs> they get them suited up in the alien ship. They did that was handled well. <laughs> but that's that's uh, you know, they, I guess someone can buy the rights to that series and then like produce like you know spend a couple of years like Lord of the Rings is. And film it back to back to back, you know? Okay. I've got a caller here. I have a feeling it might be Whitley Stryver. Let me grab Steve first. Here's Steve. Mr. Murphy, how are you doing? That's not Mr. Murphy, is it? The 404 number. Who is this? Hello? All right. Hello, yeah. yeah this? Is, is this the Art Bell show? Oh, God, it's Carl. Hold on, let me... <laughs> Carl, okay, I'm, let me bring in this other caller, 715. <laughs> Hello, who's this? It's Lucas. Hey, Lucas. How you doing? All right, we got two guys. We'll carry on for a little while. I know Carl has something to say in the uh, communion uh, world. So, uh, how are you, gentlemen, I am doing? Catholic this after all. I'm alive. And, Fine. And, and Lucas, how are you doing, young man? Fine. What? what, what okay, you're you're a few you're a few time zones to our, our left. Is today a school day? What's going on? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm lunch. This pleases me. This pleases me. Um, didn't Carl? Yeah. Go ahead. Did he also write The Hunger? Or is it just? I don't know. I think he did The Hunger as well. That's his fucking problem. All those early '80s terrible horror films. The shit movie. Now, Wolven's fun because Gregory Hines gets decapitated. That was a big moment for me. Yeah, and The Hunger's got a lot of fans too. Right? Cause what does Justin have against alien abduction? Tony Scott, right? Yeah. What, what Carl? Yeah, Tony Scott. What does Justin have against alien abductees? Oh, I just, I'm not. I don't, Racist? I don't have anything Come against him. I, I think, I don't like that. I think Woodley Starver is a fabricator. I mean, he's, he's definitely. Well, I, I actually, shockingly, I agree. But, so that, but that's it. I mean, everybody else, I believe, including the guy that's responsible for firing this guy. Travis Walton. Travis I believe Travis. Uh, Lucas, where do you stand on the alien abduction coin? I don't know. Um, I, I haven't read many accounts of them, so I don't really have a stand either way to take. Here's here's typically here's your typical alien abduction scenario. <laughs> a a redneck is bored, <laughs> wants attention, goes on a bender. <laughs> Puts a yeah. little bit of, uh, of grease paint around his colon and shows up in the middle of town <laughs> shouting to the bloody heavens. <laughs> <laughs> that's, tra- that's Travis Walton, though. What's- Redo that with Woody so Driver. Is that is 60% of all alien abductions. It's people crying for attention. Yeah. But the thing is, the other 40% are legitimate human beings. 
like people that you can actually trust to like look over your your storage bin for a few days without fearing for your life. Those are the ones that you got to wonder what's where the truth lies. Well, it's maybe thirty nine percent, and then one percent would be Whitley Stryber, <laughs> who is uh, who puts all of it in book form, you know, and the grease paint around the colon. Well, I mean that that should be. I mean that should just be a tactic we all use just for our own personal use. Put a little, you know, just a little around the rim. Hey, he's an exploitation artist. He he took the uh, the abduction story and made a mint off of it. Good for him. He's yeah, you're right. He's 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 uh, laughing all the way to the bank. I can't get mad. I mean, it, it, that's fine. A lot of people who write true accounts they fabricate them, obviously, and people get mad when they find out. But it's kind of like that unspoken agreement between author and reader, don't tell me it's not true, and then I'll believe it. But as soon as I hear it might not be true, you know, then then I'm mad that I read it. You know what I'm saying? But you want the unspoken agreement to remain intact. I don't think Whitley Stryber laughed all the way to the bank, to be honest. (laughs) What do you mean? PayPal. Well, first of all, he lives lives a good distance from the bank. Because he lives in the (laughs) fucking hills. So... That's a lot of that's a lot of laughter maintenance. But I think when that, he got abducted, I think he was on a, a trip. I think they went to a cabin with his family, like a little retreat. He was going out there to write, you know, another amazing script, and then the aliens dropped in. He was going to write Wolf in Three. The Hunger Two. O- overheard in his bedroom. Honey, did you pack the grease paint? <laughs> that would be awesome. The best thing would be if you went out to write an alien abduction story. Like, I'm going to write a screenplay about an alien abduction and then really got abducted by aliens. No, what about this? What if you go to the cabin to write an alien abduction story and a wolf and happens? <laughs> or Bigfoot attacks. <laughs> Lucas, uh, when, I was, when I was in school, I would spend most of my time in the library in the, in the supernatural section and, and reading up on the Jeff Rovin or whoever those fuckers were that would write books about be Bigfoot, Lognet, and aliens, and, and you know, fake like, things. Just like Buffy. Just like Buffy. Back then, Supernatural didn't automatically conjure images of two Abercrombie and Fitch models looking for things like the television shows. Tell me, tell me, as as our as this show's voice of a new generation, (laughs) how in touch do you think the average teenager is with both the potential of extraterrestrial beings who want your ass? And creatures that live deep in in Scotland's locks. I mean, is that something that's on their mind? I think it's on everyone's mind, honestly. See, you're giving me hope. This, yeah, this is promising. Hope is a dangerous thing in this day and age. Do you think? You think if I went over to, let's say, uh, one of your peers and uh, you know sixth period and said chupacabra, real or fake? What would they say? They say. He worked on my car. <laughs> I mean, what what dictated my what's, house? What's what's the what's the global awareness of El Chupacabra these days? Skeptical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you think, uh, like, if I were to say Groom Lake, would they say I've swam uh, there? I was married there. <laughs> I don't even think Justin knows what Groom Lake is. I don't know what to explain what Groom Lake is. Area 51. It's the flat lake bed, dry lake bed that Area 51 sits on. 
Oh, you swam in a dry lake bed. That's pretty. No, I was being facetious. I was saying yeah. if you ask a youth that, they probably, oh, yeah, I went swimming there on spring break, not knowing that it's actually a dry lake bed. So did, uh, is actually, that where no spring break? Can, it, 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 the Groom Lake is actually within the secured area. I mean, no one can go there unless they want bullets in their ass, but um, I do. Hey, because we've been on, on borrowed time, let's take a, a pause and see if there's anything he'd like to discuss. And you got anything, man? You got a burning question in your in your in your own personal Groom Lake? <laughs> yeah, I, I just like call. I I was wondering what movies you guys have seen recently. I'm always curious about that. Like the people on the site, I'm always curious what Devin's seeing. I liked his uh, year of OCD blog he was doing for a while. Right, right. Well, just like anything else on the site, it goes strong for a couple of weeks and then just dissipates. Yep. But, um, but uh, I mean, obviously Iron Man 2, recent viewing. Uh, you know, I can't think of anything else. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm planning to see the new Romero film like today or tomorrow. Well, not just in theaters. I mean, it could be, you know, DVD, Blu-ray. Justin, what, whatever. Have, you watched on, what have you watched at 3 a.m. on Showtime lately? Yeah. God, I've been watching a lot of TV lately. I've been watching uh, season two of Breaking Bad. Is what I've been into. Nice. So I re- I love it. But uh, is that uh, like well, the Boogaloo or? I saw I saw I saw uh, uh, we saw Iron Man together. Nick Nick and I and a couple other people saw Iron Man two together. Um, which I was which I was sort of excited about. I bought Moon on Blu-ray yesterday. I guess that's, I haven't I haven't watched it again, but. But I haven't really watched a lot of movies. I've watched a lot of TV. Uh, I watched a little Dancing with the Stars last night. Just oh, come on. You guys feel me, right? What? Motherfucker. Dancing with Nisi, the Nisi, Stars? DC got kicked off. Yeah, it's a rough one. Yeah, Ooh. my wife was watching it. The girl from Reno 911 who was uh, contending, she got kicked I, off. I attempted to watch The Human Centipede. Didn't you attempted? Is it in theaters here? No, it's not in theaters. I... I I just got a copy from someone, you know. No, it's it's demand, it came out uh, last week. What's that? What's that? It came out last week in theaters. Um, oh, yeah, did it? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. In some places, it's, 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 on, like, it's on demand, too. I was like, I got a copy from someone. And it was classic, classic, classic piracy two-step. Classic. Not necessarily a pirate copy. It could be a screener. No, see, no. It, it wasn't intended for me. That's the whole thing. Neither was the Carl. I didn't make it through it. What? I, well, so the, Carl, did you did you not like it? Is that why you turned it off? It's just you know, I just it's too depraved even for me. Let's put it that way. I just, I was too uncomfortable. But the entire concept, obviously, every it makes anyone uncomfortable. But just nah. Yeah, I got I got to the point where I figured out the one character that that you're this designed for you to actually like is the one that's going to end up in the middle of the centipede, and I just kind of figured it out from there. So, so okay, I haven't seen the movie, and I Devin I, loves I, it apparently. I know, yeah. I know, but but there she is. There any moments where you could? Because I know they can't. The middle person really doesn't have the ability to speak, nor does the, the back. Unless they have, unless they have gas, and then they can speak, but it's Morse code. But does is there any times when she's in the middle saying this tastes like shit? 
Because <laughs> I think it would be cool yeah. if they had little thought bubbles. That'd be cool because it would cut some of the tension if they had little comic book thought bubbles over their head. And that might be something good for somebody at home to take and take the film and add thought bubbles over the ass-to-mouth characters so that they could, so we could know what they're thinking. What's their inner monologue? Like, like are they thinking about raindrops? Are they wondering what's happening on tonight's episode of I'm Dancing Lost? with the Stars? Like, uh, what's, what's Sawyer doing? Mm, that was Peanut. But they, uh, corn. The first person could eat corn, and then, you know, it might make it all the way through. That, uh, that, uh, that movie uh, has to be so much more popular than that guy ever dreamed. That what's his name, Tom yeah. Nix or something? Tom, not Tom Nix. No, he's already making Tom. a sequel now. Well, yeah, he probably never. He had. He had. He, there's no way he had any idea that this was going to happen. He promises a twelve-person centipede. I didn't. I don't. I also don't think he thought that the human centipede was going to become the next Macarena. <laughs> popular the world the world over. There has to be a, there has to be a depressing day when you're a struggling actor, and you finally get cast, and it's in the and sequel. You're the, the human centipede. It's a it's a non-speaking part in human the the fucking second sequence of human centipede. Well, I'm looking forward to the costumes at Comic Con. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you joke, but there probably will be one. Dragon Con would probably do it. And that, and then, and then you know what's going to happen. I mean, you know that Leno's going to have a, Leno's going to fucking find out about this movie, you know, and he's going to be cracking serious jokes about the human centipede. He's going to mine that bitch for years. Fuck Palin. Human centipede is going to be the stand-up talk show dude's go-to joke for the next year, at least. Do you agree? I can nope. see it. <laughs> Can you imagine Jay Leno watching Human Centipede taking notes? <laughs> taking notes? Looking up. Oh, gotta, gotta remember that ball mole for, for later. So, alright, well, here's the little man. Back, 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 back to communion. Back to communion. Whitley Strider is a nightmare. <laughs> he's still right. The Mirage, he still puts books out, right? He does. He does. He does. Um, okay. Looking at his uh, Wikipedia page here, and he's talking about there's apparently some controversy about whether or not he's telling the truth. Yeah, it's a big controversy. <laughs> Do you think he gets writer's block and he just sits on his porch and waits for night and he's like, Oh God! I hope they come tonight. I need a, I need new ideas. Wait, wait you know? how are you spelling that word? He is probably an IGHD. He's probably the worst. Do you agree? Yeah, he's pretty bad. He's up there. Look yeah, at, he's very. Look at, have you seen anything lately that really sticks out? Um, I don't know. I watched the third Pusher movie, which I really liked. The which one? The Pusher. Oh, sure. That's, um, that's the one that doesn't have Mad Mickelson, right? Yep. I bought that I bought that series from Nick, and I have, actually, that, the third one's the only one I haven't watched yet. It's pretty good. I The second, second one's, one's my great. favorite. 
Yeah. The second one, yeah, I really like that one. But uh, yeah, yeah, second one, but both, both first and second were great, but the second one was excellent. Yeah, you're right. You know what else? Pusher, also the name of the second person in the human centipede. <laughs> also a character in uh, the new Whitley Strider book. Probably. Now, wouldn't it be neat if somebody made a movie, and maybe that's what J.J. Abrams' Super 8 really is, is a movie that kind of ties together the, 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 non, the nonfiction of Travis Walton, Whitley Strider, and all those other great alien abduction stories. Who else, who else, are, fam- who else are famous abductees? Famous abductees. Betty Is there any other famous abductees? They were the first two. Was Art Bell abducted? Who? No, I don't think Art Bell was. Art Bell just had people call on his show and he let them talk yeah. about the abductees. I don't think he ever was abducted. I mean, he actually had aliens on his show. You know, Did he? Or, I lost no, Art Bell back in the day. Betty and Barney Hill were probably, they were like the first ones. And then, you know, Travis, that was like in the 50s or early 60s or something. Probably the 50s. And then there was Travis Walden, which I think that was in the 70s. Okay, so and Benny and, Betty and Barney lied in the 50s. Travis lied in the 60s or 70s. <laughs> and, then, and then Whitley Stryver lied in the 80s. Am I right? Is that the right time frame? I think, I think, that's, I think that's the right timeline, yes. See... I, I hope I hope aliens exist, and I hope when they come, they're furious. <laughs> <laughs> they saw the hunger. They're like, what the fuck, man? Give us more credit. We have fucking traveled through oceans of time. Here, we're not going to the, to the trailer park. And we are, yeah, I am the, the least interesting thing about you is your ass to me. Your ass is, is, is like, I have a checklist, your ass is on it, but it's not high. And that's and what I want especially to the ass of a molded NASCAR fan. That's probably even worse. Faint. Yeah, I mean, because that, that's, just, that's just wrong. That's just wrong. It, it's disrespectful towards a, a higher intelligence. And I'm sorry, I don't care what you say. I mean, they may not wear denim, but if they're able to travel through the sky, like from other worlds, they got an edge. That would suck if aliens showed up and they're dumb. <laughs> What the fuck? So it was like, it's like a. Oh, well, what about uh, the theories that they're actually commercial? That they're actually uh, evolved humans from way in the future. They're essentially time travelers. There's that theory. There's a lot of those theories, and 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 guess what? All of those theories have they're nothing to do with the lies that were told by Travis Walton, Barney and Betty, and fucking <laughs> Billy Driver. Oh, Matter of fact, love. watch Communion. The opening credits is based on a pack of shit. <laughs> <laughs> dancing to follow. I can't. I don't remember Christopher Walken dancing in that movie. That, that actually makes it even more more offensive to me. It makes me actually want to watch. it. How is it more offensive? It's incredible. That's you might be. I wonder if we could find that scene on YouTube because that's like a perfect. I don't want to watch the movie, but uh, here's the scene that I love uh, clip from YouTube, you know. Please, yeah, please exist. To me, it's like, I don't want to see Christopher Walken dancing. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like the fact that they had to have Andrew Dice Clay do his Dice Man stuff in Pretty in Pink. You have, like, some kind of weird Walken hate. I don't understand it. He's great. 
I like him for the fact for the fact that he killed Natalie Wood. Other than that, he's all right. He didn't really kill her. She water killed her. She's like he's the a, aliens and signs. He's a murder face, but he's but he's good. Yes, it's all over. It's all over. As we're talking about conspiracy theories, it's all it's all over YouTube, Dustin. It is. There's there's plentiful. Oh my God! There's there's one of them on YouTube. It's called Communion Hyphen Peaking Alien. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's probably the freaky scene. There's a couple freaky scenes, but the best scene is walking walking alien of Duck D dance. Yeah, I'm watching it right now. Which would be great, right? <laughs> it's pretty great. Is the alien dancing with him? Yes, the aliens are dancing. <laughs> they are dancing. Okay, it's so wait. good. It's so good. Like the aliens, Tell the whole movie, they're, they're creepy. The whole movie, they're creepy. And they're, that solidifies, walking, that solidifies that it's fiction. And then it's walking. It's, Christopher Walking's like losing his mind because it's so freaky. Like the aliens are terrorizing him. But there's this crazy like acid tripping whatever scene where he's dancing with the aliens and they're dancing with him. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Okay, I, just saw the, I just saw the peaking alien. You know what I mean? <laughs> walking. <laughs> It's supposed that to be that he's losing his mind, but that's that's the best. He's he's a, that's the sanest part of the film to me. That's the most believable. Nick, you know what I what? own? The, the the painting you did Slave. back in, gosh, it must have been fifteen years ago. The the Cunninghams go home. Oh, do you remember yeah, like this? Vaguely, yeah. It's a poster sized painting. That's brilliant. That needs to be scanned. I did a painting of you guys getting abducted. No, no, no. Like, we were shedding our human skin and going to the mothership. And it was me and Jackie and Taylor when she was, in, like, a baby. How you don't remember when we were gray aliens? Uh, 16. Age has crept yeah. up, huh? Um, Elder. So, Lucas, what is the title of the, uh, of the YouTube video that you're watching? Uh, I just closed it. It was uh, Christopher Walking, Christopher Walken dancing with aliens. Oh my god! <laughs> that's the title of my next book. That is no. That is the freaking. That's the next reality show. Dancing with the aliens. <laughs> dancing with Walken. Damn it! I can't find it. How does that seem look, Lucas? Does it, does it look really cheaply done? I can't. I think that movie had like no budget. Yeah, it's pretty. Walken's very sweaty and shirtless in it. Christopher Walken uh, is your is your leading actor, Justin. That's your mm-hmm. that's, that's your mar, that's your marquee actor. Yeah, yes, it's a cheap movie. Don't say that because <laughs> Lindsay, Lindsay Cross is in it. Lindsay Cross is in it as well. Let me let me reiterate. It's the cheapest movie ever made. Wonder if Lindsay Cross had short hair in that movie. I bet she did. Because whenever she has long hair, they give her a wig. So I bet she had whenever, a short haircut. Her. Whenever she has short hair, aliens are sure to follow. Well, she's in. She's she is in uh, the Rival and Communion. What? Wonder if she's in any other alien movies. No. Lindsay Crow. Lindsay Crow. The best. One of the best. Lucas, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you down. I don't want to run up your your phone bill. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we're about to cut Carl off. You're a sensation. You're a gentleman. I look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. That guy's one of the best. Do you agree? He is. He's great. He called...
space in the in the youth of today. He's like 17 years old, and he he is a he's a podcast he's a podcast guy. He knows he knows his stuff related to the show. Great site visitor. Just a I think he I think he's going to grow up and be robust. He's a wonderful human being. He's but, a special I mean, let's man. Be honest. He's great. And he lives. Enough about human beings. Let's talk about reticulans again. He lives close enough to the city to not need to carry grease paint with him. <laughs> this is true. That's important. You know what'd be funny too is is like um, I mean, with technology being the way it is, you know, you would think more people would do fake alien fucking shit, like the stuff yeah. in signs, like the little birthday thing in signs. I like the the supposedly alien autopsy video. You mean the lie that they put up in like the early 90s, late 80s? Yeah. I think it was like yeah. the early, yeah, early 90s. Oh, here's this film that they did back in 47. Yeah. I, I have a friend who bought at least one copy of that. I watched it. It freaked me out. I have to admit, I got scared of it. It's so sad. I knew, I knew it wasn't true. It still freaked me out. See, I, I went I went ahead and got the I couldn't afford it, so I went and got the alien medical checkup at the gym where they go. It's just, he shows up, they hit the little they hit the rubber on his knee, it goes up. They take him, they they have him cough. They have the alien bend over and they put their put their little stethoscope up against the alien's bottom. Listen, everything sounds good. Alien, go home. To me, that's better than there's. I don't like the morbid curiosity of watching a dead alien. Cut away. So, Justin, you're scared of aliens. I get nervous. Yeah, I used to get really scared of them when I was a kid, and now still, if I saw an alien like materialize, I wouldn't be like you guys. I'd probably run away. I'd freak out. You're, 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 scared of, you're scared of aliens, but you're not a Republican. Yeah, this doesn't make me sad. That is true. But you know, it's just it's just uh, I, I get a little. They had this part I think we talked about before in the alien autopsy video where they talked about uh, aliens flashing red lights in your house and then and then arriving this little red dot and I was like that shit's gonna happen to me it's gonna be in my house and then I got I got scared like you know it's gonna be in my room because you, I think, you I was think 20, I think I was 25 at the time you know you ever experienced sleep paralysis yes you have. Yeah, but I usually, yeah, I have you a little bit. Yeah, and then you know, I woke is, up in a field. I woke up in a field. Well, you know, they put you right back in your bed. What's Travis Walton doing? Is he still around? I think he's, 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 he's still alive, yeah. He's, uh, I would bet he's probably doing whatever he did before he lied. He's probably sure. I bet he, I wonder if he goes give talks, like he gives alien abductee talks. There's got to be conventions. He actually does. So. He was a, a guest of honor at the Roswell UFO Festival one year. <laughs> I know this. Now, now, Carl, I know you love aliens and that you've done you've done trips and all that, and, and that it's one of your yeah. passions. But as as somebody who's, who's who's had life creep around on you and, and grown up and seen shit, do you do you real do you really think that? Um, how do you feel about like seventy-year-old men and women that caravan in little trailers out to the desert? We preach the hell uh, out of it. Yeah, this—that's scarier than any alien. These people, 
first of all, can you imagine the smell? <laughs> these people, I mean, these people stay up all night listening to, like, who's the guy that replaced our belt, George Nori or whatever? What's his name? God, his name? Yeah, George Nori, I think his name is. Um, they stay up all night, and they, they're, they're in a trailer already. So it's not like they're going to get out of their nice house and go, well, not the trailers are bad, but they're going to get out of their house and go to the trailer and clean up and drive to the desert. They're already stinking up their trailer, and they're listening all night to the radio about aliens and, and people shoving. And then they get in their shit, and they drive in the heat, and God knows they don't pay to keep their air conditioning maintained. Then they get there after like a 10-hour drive, and they talk about aliens more, and they put on more layers of alien memorabilia. The smell. Um, speaking of Art Bell, Phil Hendry, who I love, I don't know if he's still on the show, but he used to do an impersonation of Art Bell that was perfect. I don't know if you ever heard that. So if anybody is interested in Art Bell, uh, Phil Hendry, he's a, he's a really he's a really funny uh, talk show, like radio host. He did all his impersonations. He did a impersonation of Art Bell that was just perfect. They, 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 he did a whole like segment pretending he was Art Bell. It was great. Does Art Bell um, have a, a characteristic that is easy to lampoon? Yeah, he kind of had a very nasally voice. Yeah, it was um, perfect. It's funny. He usually and he made fun of the guy. It's good. Anyway, um, I used to have a pack. I used to have a collection of close encounters of the third, close encounters of the third kind baseball cards, like trade cards, whatever they call them. I used to be scared of the car. I used to be scared of the car, the images on the car. Yeah, I did. I got nervous. That's a freaky movie. I love that movie. Don't get me wrong, but that's some freaky stuff happening in that Which song. movie? You have great phobia. Close, which, Close which Encounters. Movie? Oh. Close Encounters is a sweet movie. I know it is, but there's some freaky stuff. And then you know how the long aliens come out of the ship? Oh, man, they're freaky looking. Oh, I know, I know. I know. The one thing you don't want aliens to be is long. Oh, it's freaking me out right now. Actually, during the day outside, I'm nervous. But, but I love that movie, and I love I love Richard Dreyfuss and Dee Wallace. Who else is in that? Lindsey Krause. <laughs> <laughs> Truffaut. Yeah, yeah. Truffaut's in it. Bob Balaban. Bob Balaban was in it. Right? Everything comes circle with Balaban. Do you realize? I mean, every... Balaban is the core of most things. I think one could say that he kind of is more important than Kevin Spacey as far as the hub of, of entertainment. Yeah. Speaking of aliens. Um, hey, Rock. Summoning. Fucking Altered States. He did two... Bob Balaban gets no credit for doing two identical films under different titles and not getting called out for it. He did Alter States and Waiting for Guffman. <laughs> was, he, was he in uh, L.A. Confidential, too, or was that somebody else? That's uh, Ron Rifkin. Yeah, I always get them confused. He got dangled out the window, right? Yes, he did. Ron Rifkin. Star of Alias. Who was the guy in, in uh, Jurassic Park 2 that gets eaten by the two T-Rexes? Uh, I'm kinda, I don't remember the character. I tried, I've tried to phase out most of Jurassic Park 2. Yeah. Not Pete Possum. Wait, so is it Balaban? 
I don't think it's Balaban, no. Oh, it's Arlen think Howard it's... you're thinking of. I think you're thinking of Arlen no. Howard. Yeah, it was no, Arlen Howard. It's not Arlen, it's Arlen Howard. Howard. Not... You know who Arlen Howard kind of looks like? Who? Fucking Watson. I've gotten Arliss Howard and Craig Watson mistaken for each other before. Oh, interesting. No, this is this was this wasn't Arliss Howard. This is not Arliss Howard. It's the guy that was who's that? Richard Schiff. Yeah, Richard Schiff. He's great. He's trying to save them, and then he gets he gets added. He gets taken away. Did he get? Did he live? Speaking of, there's a deleted scene where he uh, gets. He gets uh, chopped in half, and then the, the T-Rexes leave, and then he puts himself back together. Yeah. And shuffles well, off and, into and the woods. And that's the thing. Uh, that takes us to our next segment. Let me, uh, let me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flush the lines, as they say, go to commercial, and come back with our next segment. Carl? All right. Thank you for all of that you've done. No worries. Talk to you guys later. Take care of your buns. Bye, Carl. Justin, we will be back yeah. after, after a break. And you know what we're going to be talking about. All right. Here's our, com- our commercial. is isn't going to be a commercial, but rather a segment from the Breck Eisner interview. I think this is like one of the perfect films to remake because of um, how few people really know the original. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's, got a re- it's got a like a reputation and it's got like this, uh, this kind of brand. But most... And that's enough. Steve Murphy has joined us. We are back with a new segment. Murphy, how are you doing? Doing all right, gentlemen. What have I missed? Murphy, hey, Steve, you're going to have to take over for me pretty soon. i gotta, I got to head out after about another 10 minutes here. Really? We, we, did, we did 45 minutes on about, about communion. All right. Now, I, yeah, I, once, read the, I, I once read the back of the book. And that's why <laughs> we have you. Film. Never saw the film, but I did read the back of the paperback in an airport once. Steve, the conclusion that we've come to is that Whitley Stryber is a ball of lies. I'm sorry, what is it? Whitley Stryber, the author of the... He's probably full of, full of balls. Why do, you, why do you say that? Why? why? He's, he's, a, he's a damn liar. We are willing to bet. We are willing to bet right. that the, the gray skin of an alien has never touched his mediocre skin. Yeah, we, his, his impure talent is probably virginal to extraterrestrial touch. Isn't he responsible for the term gray alien, the grays? Isn't he responsible Possibly. for that, or at least making it? Well, no, we still it, seems like, it seems like we'd be able to get that answer. We got rid of our expert. We had an expert is, on the show. He, he is responsible for um, the term wolf, wolf in it down. <laughs> He also, uh, the onset hijinks on the set of Wolfen helped create the term Dunking Hines. <laughs> oh, so our, new segment, our new segment that Steve came in at the perfect time for is devoted to characters in film we thought died but actually survived. Oh, this is an easy one. Well, we were talking about this, and Justin, I think, I think you should start with with one of your, uh, your behind-the-scenes sharings of, of a character that died on screen, or so we thought. 
Which one do you? What can you uh, give me? A, which one did you want me to start well, off we, with? We, we, funny. Well, I'd say we conversed yesterday at length about this. And feel free to dip into that pool as you wish. Well, I, the one that the one that started it off the discussion. I don't know if I want to spoil because our movie just came out. On You've TV. already spoiled it on the. You spoiled it on the show already. Sam Neill. Um, character in Daybreakers was a vampire um, impervious to death traditionally, traditional ways. Like he, he, you know, he was, uh, but all of a sudden they, they turned him, they, they cured him of, of his vampirism at the end. And he proceeded to get ripped apart, um, ripped apart by the other vampires that were hungry. Or so we thought. Uh, and, and they removed every limb and including new ones. And then and also removed his head, and so I, I think Nick and I discussed after the film, we weren't quite sure did he live, and uh, Nick actually suggested he did live. He made it. Yeah. Not only did he survive, he was actually not worse for the wear. So it looks worse yeah. than it was. Yeah. Is that, there was, is that right? Yeah. Well, because because like I said, I just recently watched the movie on DVD, and there's a feature-length documentary, a bunch of special features, and. If you stay after the credits of Daybreakers, yeah, like there's if you haven't seen the film, it, it ends with a massive battle in this lobby, and uh, Sam Neill is one of the catalysts for that scene. But afterwards, everybody leaves, you know, and there's nobody there to clean up. And if they had come to clean up, they would have noticed they would have heard groans in the elevator shaft. And uh, yeah. There's this little, the sound of a ding, like a bell, and the door opens just enough to see Sam Neill's wink. He winks at us. It's like, ha ha, I got you guys. Wink he's like, Neil. He's like, so, uh, he said, you know, it looks, it looks bad, but guys, don't go home sad. Old Sam Neill's going to pull himself back together. Yeah. Like, so a, hu- like a human humpy, humpy dumpty. It could be like a human centipede, I guess, you know? That makes I mean, it changes everything. Because he was scattered. I mean, he was scattered around the joint. I mean, it was his head. His head might as well have been in the the, the garage, and his foot was in the attic. You know what I'm saying? Like he was not possible that he lived, but he did live. Is what you're saying? He, he survived lived. that. Yeah. Yeah, just like I mean, I, I was watching. Uh, I was watching. Uh, I think it was the Robert Osborne show, and. Uh, they were. She was showing a deleted scene from Irreversible. Yeah, where they perform CPR on the guy in the club, and it's it's almost like when they, you know, like when they have those companies that'll come and they'll go to your car and they'll have a little suction thing and they'll fix the dent. They'll look, suck mm-hmm. that dent right backwards. They do that to the fire extinguisher phase, and the guy's like shakes his head and goes, "Whew, that was tight." Give him some Advil. So, I mean, is there any yeah, other see, films you can think of in recent memory? Yeah, where speaking, we were... of Advil, speaking of Advil and the, the movie Scanners, there's that scene everybody always uses of that guy's head blowing up, but they never extend it to the, to the conclusion. They always have the blow-up scene, but they don't show him recover from that. And then he kind of he gets some Alka-Seltzer out. Remember? Kind of sits on that for a second. It's like, whew, you know? Like, not again. He's like, that look, that felt terrible, but my stomach also is bothering me. Let me get well, some seltzer. It also ties things together a little bit better when you see his, um, his, his school photos. Every single one of his high school photos, his kindergarten photos, every day on his head is blowing up. 
Yeah. So it's not it's not like it's not like it's it's something that happens to him and it's the end of the end of his day. And the that's, and the thing is like if you watch the extended if you, if, you watch the, if you watch the extended scanners that Cronenberg wanted the director's cut after his head blows up he turns to the camera and go and goes and I'm going bald. <laughs> And I'm losing my hair. I mean, Jesus. Yeah, I mean, it was funny because like he 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 looks like that a lot. And yeah. I, I remember there's like there was some backstory that Cronenberg talks about on on the, on the behind the scenes where he's saying, you know, the kid's in finishing school, he's young, and they're trying to make sure he's got, you know, he he has to know where the 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 soup spoon goes and where the salad fork goes and 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 basically he's at finishing school and finally he learns his scanners did you ever see rob roy yeah with tim roth you remember then when liam neeson um took his sword and just kind of split tim roth from the neck down to his torso and he kind of split open a little bit yeah tim roth he lived that's interesting. Yeah, stitches. Do you think he was, surpri- uh, he was as surprised as the audience actually when he didn't die? Remember they had him on the operating table, like the kind of the mid, yeah, whatever the, the operating table, and he was like, "I should be dead, right? I mean, this is horrible." They're like, "Yeah, you should be, but look, this is so bad now." So we learned a lot, Stephen Ray. <laughs> I, I can't think believe it's going to be okay, you know. They said put some. Uh, they said put put the salve on it. You know. Unfortunately, J.T. Walsh died in real life, but his character yeah. in Breakdown surprisingly did not. You mean whenever the truck the, tr- the truck landed well, on his groin? He gets he gets destroyed and then he falls to his death and then he has a truck fall on his face to his death. Yeah. But. Funny thing about the grill of a Mack truck, the shape. I don't know if this was like a conspiracy by the union, but the front of a, of a Mack truck is shaped exactly like J.T. Walsh. Reverse. <laughs> Concave. Exactly. Yeah. Because like you, the, Jonathan Mostow didn't have any control of, the set, of that movie. It was before he made his name with U five seven one. So. <laughs> He was in the editing room. He's like, we need to keep this extra beat where J.T. Walsh goes, cut it out. So everybody's like, oh, movie over. Villain killed. Well, you, we talked about uh, Ghost Story. Uh, Alice Creed, whenever they knock her out, they put her in the truck, and then she's alive in the truck, and as they submerge it into the lake. Remember? Right. And supposedly she drowns, but if you watch the... Um, and then comes back as a ghost later, but if you, watch, if you keep watching it past the credits, there's a scene when she's in the truck... And it says, like, uh, you know, one month later, and she just says, boring. Boring down boring. here. Uh, well, I, I, it's cause and effect. Alice Creech and boring are like ebony and ivory. It's a great name. Uh, Creech. I love that song. name. Great song. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so glad Thank someone you. finally brought up ebony and ivory. You realize how long I've been waiting all day to talk about Ebony and Ivory. One of the things about, about Ebony and Ivory is that it's somewhat <laughs> heavy-handed. 
It's also shit. It's the crash of songs. Good. Not like at all song. good. It isn't at all what good. About, what about the Paul McCartney Michael Jackson song? Say, say, you, like, say you like that one? Yeah, like you gotta like that one at least. Terrible. I, say, I like the remake. The video is worse. The remake's better. Then what? what is it? This, this was Lemmy and CC Peniston. <laughs> oh man. That how you pronounce what? Who else lived? Who else shockingly lived? Well, I got Steve, one. Is there anybody? Okay, let's hear it. Yeah, I got one. Uh, how about the coastline from Deep Impact? Because <laughs> it returned in Castaway. The same coastline. So it's just, all it does is, it, I guess it had a lull in between films. You know, it was out of work a bit. But it came back in Castaway. Think, do you think it would be interesting if in Castaway they come to they come to dock, so Tom Hanks like glad to be home. Hey, is that Omar Sharif in the water? <laughs> no, no at all. And then and then the guy says, "You idiot! That's Maximilian Shell." Everybody mistakes him for Omar Sharif, but it's Maximilian Shell. And he's like, "God damn it! I'm going back to the island." That would have been. I, I love Castaway. That, but that ending would have been so much better if he's like, he gets, he gets back. He's like, he sees civilization, and the spot where his favorite hole-in-the-wall barbecue place is now a fucking Wendy's. He fucking turns tail and, get, and says, get me on a crashing FedEx plane ASAP. Well, let me tell you, not only, not only is it the same coastline from Deep Impact in Castaway, but it's the same one that was in the beach. The same thing. I'm telling you, the guy gets around. Well, the beach is in the tropics. In Singapore. No, it's the, no, it's the same one. I'm telling you, it's the same one. It's a good actor. All right, gentlemen, I gotta, I gotta go, but I wanted to leave you with this. We talked a little bit about Danielle Panabaker and Nick. Okay, uh, I know you're a huge fan. And uh, how she get, she gets killed in her movies, um, and uh, Friday the Thirteenth, and then the, and the Crazies. Your one of your favorites from uh, this year, the Crazies. And, uh, but she still, she does die. Like, she never survives, right? It's permanent with her. That's her kind of, her trademark. Is when she, she really when dies. She dies. She dies hard and for real. It's, it's, she's no comeback. There's no deleted scene. She's gone. Is that what, is that why her nickname in the acting circles is Dana No Sequels Panabaker? <laughs> and, and, uh, even at Mr. Brooks, she does. She dies at the end. I think, oh, I think she, was like the, she was at the she was uh, she she was at the Emmys this year. She died there. Yeah. Like, what the what's this disruption in the crowd? Oh, that's just the, the paramedics taking Daniel Pennebaker away. <laughs> that's her trademark. She just dies at everything. She's like one of those fainting goats, but she's an <laughs> actress. One of the best. All right, man. And she I, gives I gotta great go, milk. All right, Justin. Thanks. Now we can talk baseball. I'm so happy that all it, did, all it took was for us to bring up the beach. He, he pissed right off. You liked that movie? I know, I know you like Virginia. Uh, I don't know. I did, good Lord. I like bits of it. I don't really yeah, remember, man. though. I haven't seen it since theaters. So I guess I saw it with you like 14,000 years ago. 
kind of a kind of a kind of a movie that's got controversy around it, but really, Tilda Swinton as an island goddess. True, may not have been the best best choice for that that role, but oh well. Yeah. So, uh, what you been up to, kind sir? I've been uh, trying not to get murdered at work. That's always good. Okay. Have you been ordered? What? I used a bandsaw today to cut open a pallet. Just cut it in half. Tough guy. Did you did you, did you think of the prowler? <laughs> did not. Mm-hmm. I should have though. Have you? Have I did, you however. Been... I I brought up. Let me tell you something. I I, I so um, what the hell? How did it? How did it go? I think I brought up spaceballs. So one of these guys was working there because he was wearing a, a like a visor that reminded me of dark helmet. I admit that the film's not all that great. It's got its moments. And it's a class. I like it. For what it is. It's a class for what it is. So I brought him. I said, hey, you look like Dark Helmet. He's like, what are you talking about? I said, Dark Helmet from Spaceballs. I said, what the hell film is that? I'm like, Jesus Christ. What year were you born? 1989. 1989. I turned on and walked off. That happens a lot with you over there. You get infuriated at the people's lack of knowledge. I get, I get so angry. It's why, you want to great, it's why you'd make a great yeah. teacher. I would make an amazing teacher. Because at least I, I expect my students to be younger than me. This guy was born <laughs> in 89. He, doesn't, he does not know shit. 89? What the hell is wrong with him? But I hate he, him. He had a lot of control over that. I don't like him at all. I don't like him at all. I also don't like this echo what, I have what, now. What came, out, what, came, what came out in 
It may have even Dwight. been it may have, it may have even been Delta Force Three. I don't know how many they did. All I know is that Lee Marvin was alive at the time. Well, maybe maybe by the time Universal Soldier Three D comes out, I'll, I will actually be working with one of the guys who was born the year that came out. Like, oh yeah, what year were you born? I was born in 2000, 2014. Shit, hate that guy as well. He's not even born. Okay, don't hate him for his youth. Hate him for his ignorance. I hate him for both. Hate him first of all because he. No, you're right. I'm completely wrong on this, aren't I? I would say there, there's nothing wrong with hating people. I mean, that's that's one of li- that's one of the gifts that we've been given. But it's certainly one of my superpowers. And my special abilities. But the fact that you don't even know what spaceballs is, you may not. You don't have to like it. I'm not going to argue with you. But you have to at least know of, of its existence. I agree. Do you uh do you have a do you have an opinion on the Delta Force series? I love them. Although I've only seen the first one, I saw oh which one was it? I saw one where they go to the desert and fuck people up. I don't know what it's called, like Delta Force Six or something. Back in I don't think that's, I don't wait, but it's like Delta Force Seven Mission to Moscow. Are you or kidding? Police Academy. No, it's Police Academy. Like Police Academy Five, isn't it? Mission to Moscow. Maybe. Hmm. I'm kind of wondering. Confused. Okay, so Delta Force That's Two does not feature. Yeah. Delta Force Two came out in '90, and it does not feature Lee Marvin. So Lee Marvin had shuffled into the world already. Why you don't think so, he would have? He would have come back. No, for it, it did. Have, it did have two A-listers in it. It had Chuck Norris and Billy Drago. Finally, Billy Billy Drago. You know who else is in that movie? Dick Warlock. Billy Drago from Blood Fist? Is that Billy, Billy Drago? Drago? From The Untouchables and Vamp. Who was who in Blood Fist? What the fuck is Blood Fist? Remember Blood Fist? It's like another um, American Ninja type thing. Oh, Drago. I don't know what, hmm. what the fuck is Blood Fist? I've never heard of that. I'm just, I don't know. I don't remember. Did you have that poster on your wall when you were young? It's entirely, it's entirely likely. I really don't know. You have to look it up. I'm looking it no up. No way I'm making Blood. it. There's no way I'm making it up. You know what's funny? It came out the same year. What did? That's Don the Dragon oh. Wilson, son of a bitch. Don the Dragon Wilson. Yes, I'm nothing at all like Billy Drago. Well, it's sort of. If, if they're lucky, nobody looks like Billy Drago. Blood, I did see Blood Fist. I did see it. It's not what I thought. I thought it was an adult film. You wish. I was wrong. You know what? Here's, here's the best. Here's the best. There have been nine Blood Fist movies. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. Here they are. Middle name is, that's because his middle name is The Dragon. I think it's safe to say Don the Dragon Wilson outgrew this franchise. Here we go. <laughs> Blood Fist, 1989. 1990, Blood Fist right. 2. 1992, Blood Fist 3, Forced to Fight. 1992 again, Blood Fist 4, Die Trying. 94, yeah. Blood Fist 5, Human Target. 96, Blood Fist... Wait a minute, that's, they skipped some numbers. Okay, wait, 90... Whoa, they, they did bad math. 1995, then Blood, Blood Fist 6, Ground Zero. Then 96, also Blood Fist 7, Manhunt. Blood Fist 8, Blood Fist, Train to Kill. Blood Fist 9. Where is 9? Where is 
ninth blood fist film. I can't believe but, that there were oh my God. 40... But it takes place in 2050. They went into the future for the, for the ninth blood fist movie. What year was that? That was 2005. And I think that may have been the death knell on the blood you fist. You have to range. pull... Look, you've got to pull... You've got to pull your... Uh, your connections. You got to pull some strings and, and get a copy of that. I want to see what what. And by pull some strings, you mean go to Netflix. Yes, pull some strings. You have to get a copy of that because I want to. I want to know what Blood Fist considers the future. I want to know what its vision is. Now, you, it, and why, why now it's a living entity? Why would you want that moniker though, Blood Fist? It sounds like you punch something and then you go off crying. I don't, I don't know what to tell you, but the fact is, it exists, and I was right about it. Remember when I told you that I thought Don the Dragon Wilson had outgrown the franchise? <laughs> you were, was he in the was, future one? He wasn't in the future one, but I was dead wrong, because he was in the first eight. Wow, what happened to the ninth one? I guess his, they killed his character off because it's in the future. What was the eight, wait, what was the ninth one called? I forgot. It doesn't matter. Does it have to know the plot, Alex Danko descends into the ultra-violent underworld of extreme martial arts to find his brother's killer with the help of hardened detective Ramirez and his brother's alluring ex-lover in this post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic allegory of greed and revenge set in 2050 Los Angeles. I'm sure it's a very good allegory. The fact that they used allegory en- enrages me, so now I have to see it. You have to, you have to get it. It came out back in 05, though, the old days. On the IMDb message boards, a man named ACDC Fan Bill, in 2005, vehemently screamed to the heavens, wet the crap, no Don the Dragon Wilson in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I'd agree with him. Why else would you want to watch Blood Fist 9 without Don Wilson? You want to talk about a mistake? What if you were? What if your name was Don the Dragon Wilson and you were an accountant? <laughs> no. He just happened to. Oh, no. He's just lucky as hell that he, he his name was Don the Dragon and he and he kicks ass. So what you're saying is there's someone out there named like uh, William the, William the, the the Hand Force McGillicuddy and he's working down at Wendy's. Yeah, he's born in 1989. Works with you. Don't mess with. Oh, that that explains what people call them the hand of force. I, I went and got my dry cleaning the other day, and I picked it up from Kevin Scissorhands Montgomery. It, it, it tends to happen. Bet you didn't give him any grief. Yeah. I, I can't believe there, there, are, there are nine blood systems, and yet so far. how many glorious movies never get made? Something tells me that Hollywood's uh, collective gold wasn't used to purchase the, the equipment and props used in the Blood Fist 9. Really? Something tells me 2050 Los Angeles was created in a place like Prague or something. I'm not really worried about the money that's being spent on Blood Fist movies. I don't think it's dipping into, you know, I don't think they're going to keep uh, Evil Dead 4 from happening. Not that I want it to happen. The other thing is funny, completely unrelated. I was at the, my dog was sick. I took her to the vet, and uh, I was like, I was, tell, I was telling them that I work, you know, so I talk about movies and stuff like that, and they're very interested. Right. And, and they said, "What's your name?" Because I've probably seen you on, you know. I, I said my name, and they're like, no, "I never heard of you." I said, "What's your name?" <laughs> and the girl goes, 
I am Sarah spinning volleyballs of fire Johnson. Oh, I know you. I was like, why do you trim, why do you trim animals? Why do, you, why do you trim the fur of animals when you could be doing so much more? Because she didn't have the lucky break that Don the Dragon had. That's yeah. why. Plus, I mean, spinning volleyballs of fire, they have a place, but I don't know if it's necessarily in, in, the, in, the, uh, in the hardcore bare-knuckle brawl circuit. Oh, maybe not. She'd be great I mean, on the, on the, out in the courts, though. Did you, they, the, Blood Fist 2 should have been called Scab Fist. Another Blood Fist. <laughs> That's what it should have been Don called. The Dragon, well, do you, do you, Don the Dragon Wilson, I, he's been in a couple of real movies. There's no way. Yes, he has. I'm trying to think. He, it's not, he's not as good as Mark DeCasco's, because you know, some of those guys are able to bounce back and forth between the great Z movies and real movies. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I, I, something tells me I've seen Don the Dragon in something somewhat recently. Recently? Yeah. Well, the fact that you're able to spot Don the Dragon Wilson it just it continues to amaze me. How do you not spot Don the Dragon Wilson? Well, I easily. I, have, I can't remember what he looks like. I know that I, I remember. I remember what movie I saw him in now. I'm looking. He was in uh, Batman Forever. Batman Forever? Who the hell was he, he in that? that? Listen, to all, listen to all the kickboxing movies he's been in. The Last Sentinel, Inferno, a.k.a. Operation Cobra, Night Hunter, Terminal Rush, Say Anything. He's also in, like, subtitles for Blood Fist films. Who was he in Batman Forever? The Asian guy that kicks things, I would bet. That's just a guess. Don't remember. Now, I wonder if he was in the running for the Bruce Lee story. The role that eventually went to Jason Lee. Right. Jason Scott Lee, sorry. Jason Lee probably wouldn't have. It would have been more interesting. (laughs) Don the Dragon and the Dragon... I'm on, Don the Dragon Wilson played gang leader in, uh, in Batman was, Forever. Uh, all right. John Favreau. I wonder if that's, that's, that's the um, fluorescent guys. When yeah, Robin hijacks the, the Batman gun drives. Uh, you know what? I know too much about that movie. It's not good, by the so, way. It's not good at all. No, nothing redeeming about it. Here's what Jason Lee, Scott Lee has been up to of late. Everything. He's still working. Hope so. You gonna be in a blood fist, blood fist ten maybe? He's Get Jason movie. Scott Lee and Don the Dragon together. Jason Scott Lee gets jobs. Really? He he was in Balls of Fury. He was in. He's one of the voices in the Lilo and Stitch franchise. All right. Fathers. <laughs> He was in, oh my God, he was in the Time Cop sequel. He was the Time Cop. I did not, did not actually see it. I know that shocks you. Tom C. and Griffith, who I love, is also in it. You remember that movie, Excessive Force? Which one? Excessive Force. I don't remember. Tom C. and Griffith kicking ass. You don't remember that? It was great. Lance Henderson, James Earl Jones, Burt Young. Oh, I don't remember. Okay, you need to put that on your list of movies that you need to 
You and the wife. Well, first of all, I gotta get, I gotta get past. I gotta make my way through the Blood Fist films, the franchise before I get to uh, Excessive Force. Okay. How old is Don the Dragon these days? Just old enough. Hmm. Old enough to kick ass. Old enough to look good doing it. That's Don the Dragon's. That's what his tombstone's gonna say. I'm done beating ass. I'm out of here. <laughs> See, that's what mine's gonna say. <laughs> I'm done beating ass. <laughs> I'm out of here. The coda to it. You know what's funny is, I bet you that's one of the templates they show you at the funeral home. Here's some of the here's some of the pre-made <laughs> ca- uh, gravestones that we have. Rest in peace, beloved father. <laughs> I'm done kicking ass. <laughs> well, it's like that whole joke from uh, Tenenbaums where it says, uh, was it rescued a family from a uh, sinking battleship? Oh, that's right. That was, that was I forgot all about that. It's great. Yeah. That's all very good. I don't know if that, is that a spoiler warning that Hackman dies in that movie? I didn't say who died. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Who cares? If that hurts you, I got a spoiler from the passion. <laughs> I thought that was an adult film as well. There's a there's a rock against the cave wall, and the and the rock says, "Not through kicking ass." <laughs> I'm not. Oh, beating ass. Sorry. <laughs> I, I I love the fact that you can have no talent but be able to spin and kick a man's face, and you can and you can make a living. I could probably spin and kick somebody in the face. How come I'm not even Dinklage? I don't think you can lift your leg high enough. You don't have the chops. You may be right. Tell you what, if I was a little taller and a little bit more limber, I'd kick Willie Stryver in the face. <laughs> well, I'd stand by and watch. I kick him so hard he wouldn't. He'd be. He wouldn't be Liv Stryver. Rewritten some letters in the same. Did you see? You didn't see Iron Man, correct? Two. I did. No, not the second one. I'm probably seeing it this weekend. I hope you do. Well, I'm you looking like forward to. I don't care what I don't care what anybody says. I love Sam Rockwell. He is delightful in the movie. Can't wait to see it. It's gonna be exciting. Are there two? Are there two more fun and engaging actors than Robert Downey Jr. and Sam Rockwell? Name them, because there aren't. Those two uh, guys are like electric. I can name them. I can name them. Uh, Brandon Ralph. Um, Chris Klein. Chris Klein, extremely electric. A guy when he gets on the when he gets on the the screen, I'm telling you, charisma just leaps off of him in waves. Well, charisma Carpenter would leap leap off of him. See, I, I got some other people for you. How about? You think, hmm. the thing is that you think too many people are boring. Well, only because the people I think are boring are extraordinarily boring. I don't use that term lightly. You do when I tag somebody, no, when I tag somebody's boring, that means they're the worst thing ever. I mean, no, no presence. Bill Pullman is a vacant mass. You, do you, you could put a, you could, who? 
David Duchovny? Duchovny is... I, I've seen a plank of wood have more acting ability than, than Dave Duchovny. You put Duchovny and Pullman in a film together, fuck it. That's it. Maybe a soundtrack by Natalie Merchant, and that's the end of everything. You will bore the entire planet to sleep. Here, please, re please recite some dialogue in your most monotone voice ever. Oh, it's your natural speaking voice? Proceed. Horrible. So yeah, those two are, are dreadfully boring. You're wrong. That's about it, really, though. I don't really say anybody else is boring. What about uh, Julia Stiles? I don't have any, anything against Julia Stiles. I mean, she's, she's not, really, uh, not really worth saying she's boring. She's what about Erica Christensen? Same thing. I don't understand you. I don't know how wrong you can be. Why? I'm not wrong now. I'm telling you. You don't, you, you, how do you not like David Duchovny? Well, he's boring. I don't know how many times I can tell you that. He's fucking boring. I would love to, I'd love to, first of all, I hope you get, I hope you get abducted. And I hope they play to you the entire series of X-Files up until, and they skip the last two seasons. Really? Because then you'll, you'll come, you'll be so thrilled when you get home. For two reasons. You'll be thrilled because you're, you're not in space anymore. And you'll be thrilled because you got to realize just how great David Duchovny is. Well, actually, well, he, there's a caveat to that. He's great on the X-Files. He's not, he doesn't, he's not just guaranteed quality in everything. He's good in some things, but he is great on the X-Files. What about Red Shoe Diaries? Like I said. He's actually good on the, the, the Californication episodes I've seen, but I haven't seen many because it's dreadful. But he's, he's a... Uh, he's, you know, it's he's probably a, dreadful because of him. He's an alien-loving he, FBI agent who, who loves porn. Wasn't he in... Wasn't he in Evolution? Yes, he was. Yep. His hand is like trapped in glass, if I remember right, or something like that. Uh, that's Sweeney's favorite film. I don't think it's his favorite film. I think he likes it more than he should. Either that or Fifth Element. It's one of the two or, or his absolute favorites. Fifth Element is a bad movie. There, there's a shocker. I'm sure Duchovny has something to do with that one, too. It's a how, do you not think, how do you think that Bill Pullman is not boring? Because I've seen him he in... Is, he's really good in Zero Effect. He's quite good in, in Surveillance. He's good in... Uh, I will give you Zero Effect. I, did, I was very surprised with that. And that's about it. Oh, Serpent the Rainbows. I love it. Zake Smokar. His, his character did not like it. And that, didn't he get the nail through the, the gentleman? Yes, he gets a, a, a giant nail through his ball sack. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he wasn't thinking that was good. You saw District 9 yet? Nope. It's still, we, we've had it for a week, and it's still sitting over there. Well, how do you have it? You bought it, or you rented it? No, it's through Netflix. Yeah, apparently Blood Fist 3 was on back order, so they sent me District 9. You need to sit down and watch that movie. Well, I, I don't know what your, wife, your wife's going to be... Huh?
She might appreciate it. She might like it. I'm trying to think. I'll make her like it. I'll get her. Well, I mean, no, because there's stuff about it I think she'll like, but there's also stuff that, I mean, it's, 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 the, the, the story, it's, it's got a pseudo documentary style. Yeah. So there's a lot of like, broadcast type of stuff, and it's somewhat shaky cam at times, not, you know, but it's, it's still not going to like. But, and that gives you a lot of whipped at daylight. No. Oh, no, but I don't need, I don't need a reason. I have to say, look, I'm not through kicking ass. Yeah, I think I so because we're we're right up against the end here. Really, you have carried us to the end of the show. That's what like, I do these like days. Charles, I just show up. And, Charles Atlas himself. I'm telling you, I just show up and end things. Did I, did I let this show end on a night six tune? Because people oh, yeah. right. Yeah, do it. You should pick fossilized or something.